The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Let's get to our guest. It's Thomas Fong, head of China Global Markets at UBS. Tommy, thanks for joining us here on the program. There's a little better tone in markets this morning. Some are ascribing that to the policy package from China yesterday. But as I pointed out earlier, we've had some brokerage calls, uh, not least of which from Jeffries, saying there's nothing really exciting there. Your thoughts? Well, um, first, uh, thanks for, for having me, Brian. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think, um, you know, China-Asia market would continue to be uh, in a range-bound type of uh, uh, scenario in the near term. But there are potential upside, really, as you mentioned, uh, driven by the, the policies. Uh, besides what happened um, over the past uh, 24 hours, uh, the central bank of China continued to pump liquidity uh, with the consistent cut on, on the rates for, for MLF, for LPR, and all of those uh, could potentially really help the market, right? Tommy, when we look at the likes of, say, what happened to Logan Group, though, how much does that just kind of really exacerbate the very big concerns you're seeing in the property market and how much further this potentially still has to run, which really just puts to that whole view of how investable is China? Well, I think uh, property uh, sector um, has been, you know, very well uh, analyzed. Um, so my view uh, has been consistent uh, in terms of uh, the private uh, sectors um, will, will continue to face um, pressure uh, with the three red lines and uh, um, the deleveraging efforts uh, from the top. But overall, I think the state-owned and also uh, the overall uh, banking sector are uh, very well uh, sort of protected. So the key focus is really not to spin over from the private property sector's uh, capital markets performance into the real economy and also the broader um, uh, sectors. Tell me, once we get past COVID, uh, do you think that Chinese consumers will be, in a sense, liberated and just you know, explode with revenge spending, or you think they might stay cautious given what's happening in the property market? Well, that's a, a great question, uh, Brian. Uh, I would think um, that the world is very much uh, connected. Um, the consumer's behavior in many ways uh, are more similar than different. Uh, when we see the pump-up demand across the world uh, with the inflation, we are... Um, in many ways, still uh, fighting against, uh, China would, would be no different. Yes, uh, the consumer uh, confidence in China uh, and a few other Asian countries are more correlated to the property uh, prices, but the property yeah. prices are in some way uh, kept uh, 
in a relatively stable level. Tommy, wanting to get more of your thoughts on, on where you invest. And yesterday, that Xpeng conservative third quarter guidance very much disappointed market participants. But this is a sector that many people, including yourself, like. Tell us uh, your views on the EV battery uh, outlook here. Well, I think our top ideas uh, for China in the near term are indeed uh, uh, the upstream of the the EV uh, supply chain, which uh, battery are included, uh, renewable as well, um, which uh, really um, strengthens uh, from the end of July uh, Politburo meeting uh, where we take cue. So that's really the area we'll have the policy tailwind as well. I'm curious your thoughts about whether or not President Xi will get tougher or softer after the uh, Party Congress. Well, Brian, that's that, that's a great question. Uh, um, I, I don't I don't think it's realistic um, to expect um, any you know senior leaders uh, in major nation to really change their view dramatically. Mm. So so I would definitely see that. Um, sort of a consistency to play out. But uh, with the, um, the election out of the way, um, there will be um, new leaders uh, in the standing committee of the Politburo and the various uh, state council and the government official will also be uh, getting their new turn. T- so therefore, Tell me in one some of way, the- their KPI... Yeah, will be renewed. Yeah. One of the reasons I mentioned that is that, you know, you see a push from Li Keqiang, the premier, that runs a little counter to what President Xi uh, is espousing. And in fact, you even hear that a little bit from Liu He, who's the chief economic advisor to the president. So I'm just wondering whether or not there's potential there for a moderately big change in policy after she is insured getting a third term. And I, and I don't want you to, to, to maybe address politics because that's really above both of our pay grades, but really as it applies to the economy and regulation. Yeah, I think so I'm cautiously optimistic. It's a bit of like, a, you know, a chairman is driving the direction of the company where the CEO really need to deliver quarterly results. So Premier Lee and uh, whoever the, um, the vice premier um, in charge in the future uh, will continue to focus on uh, economic growth, which is good news to the, uh, to the market. Tommy, what is the complication for authorities when you've got this yuan near a two-year low and now this Reuters report as well that the FX regulator has warned banks against shorting the currency? It, it is a balanced act, uh, Julian, um, but uh, overall, I would uh, definitely see that uh, PBOC a little bit more um, uh, receptive in terms of um, a relatively weaker uh, currency on the backdrop of, you know, U.S. dollar strengthening, right? And then it, it will help uh, in many ways the exporting sectors, uh, but they need to balance that uh, in terms of the capital flow. And also potential uh, input of uh, inflation, which is not happening yet in China. I'm curious about your thoughts on high yield outside of property in China. Well, you know, property is the um, you know the good uh, you know 50 percent. I think with the current um, uh, market dynamic, it will be quite challenging, uh, I would say, uh, there will be spinover effect to the rest of the high yield in the at least uh, near term. 
All right, Tommy, thanks for your insights. Thomas Fang, Head of China Global Markets at UBS, on the line for us from Hong Kong. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.